This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Thursday, June 29th. Brought to you by Robo AgriFinance. Good morning, I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Tulare Lake receding. Newsom defends clean truck rule. An H-2A crackdown. And the latest on EPA's WOTUS plan. Tulare Lake is receding. The Newsom administration reported yesterday that the Tulare Lake flood zone has begun to shrink after several months of expansion. The governor's press office credited government efforts to divert about 67,000 acre-feet of water away from the lake, along with favorable weather conditions. Temporary pumps accounted for about a third of that displaced water. Now keep in mind, temperatures will be up to 20 degrees above normal this weekend. The rapid snowmelt and higher elevations will once again tip local rivers into flood stage. The stream flow, however, will remain below the peak seen over the past two months. Newsom defends clean truck rule in lawsuits. Governor Newsom has teamed up with California Attorney General Rob Bonta to intervene in lawsuits challenging EPA's waiver for the advanced clean trucks rule. Trucking groups, along with Midwest Soybean Associations and ag retailers, are seeking a judicial review of the action. Newsom vowed to not back down against such radical efforts to undo California's zero emissions regulations. He and Bonta argued that truck pollution is hurting disadvantaged communities and worsening climate change. Air Resources Board Chair Lyanne Randolph defended the rule as an important step to defend our right to protect the health of Californians. Farms fined for H-2A violations. The Department of Labor cracking down on an array of farms in the Mississippi Delta that officials say violated terms of the H-2A visa program. The department identified violations by 44 employers in the region after looking into allegations made by black farm workers. The department says it's recovered over $505,000 in back wages for 161 workers, and employers have also paid almost $342,000 in civil penalties. According to the department's wage and hour division, some of the violations involve showing preferential treatment toward temporary H-2A agricultural workers and failing to pay the required rate of pay to U.S. workers in corresponding jobs. The farms also made illegal pay deductions and failed to fully disclose employment conditions or provide accurate information on work and bonus opportunities. The outcome of these investigations confirms that employers in the Mississippi Delta denied a large number of marginalized farm workers their lawful wages and in some cases violated the rights of U.S. workers by giving temporary guest workers preferential treatment, said Audrey Hall, the Wage and Hour Division District Director in Jackson, Mississippi. Now take note, the largest concentration of H-2A workers is in the south. We'll have more AgriPulse Daybreak West next. When you work with Robo AgriFinance, you get the global knowledge and financial strength of one of the world's largest and most innovative food and ag lenders, tools essential to realizing your aspirations. 
Discover how an unmatched network of local and sector experts can help you confront agriculture's challenges and seize the opportunities that lie ahead. Learn more and contact us at www.roboag.com. Creating value, connecting vision, Robo AgriFinance. Welcome back to AgriPulse Daybreak West. Regulatory surgeons go to work on WOTUS. EPA and the Army Corps of Engineers want to employ what might be called precision regulation as they revise the waters of the U.S. rule whose legality has come into question because of the Supreme Court Sackett decision in May. EPA Ag Advisor Rod Snyder told AgriPulse yesterday the agencies would be taking a, quote, surgical approach to amending the rule issued in January, whose enforcement has been enjoined in 26 states. The revisions are due out by September 1. His comments came after the government asked a court in North Dakota to stay litigation in that court brought by 24 states. Why? What it means? Well, just the fact that the rule is going to remain in place, albeit with some changes, is significant. It suggests the administration doesn't want to completely abandon the approach used in the rule, which relied on significant nexus approach to establish jurisdictional connections between ephemeral streams and wetlands and navigable waters. It will be interesting to see how much the surgeons have to cut given the court's decision, said Rafe Peterson, a lawyer with Holland and Knight, with extensive experience in the Clean Water Act litigation. I guess that they're going to provide details on how to show a continuous surface connection. Ag leaders call for food aid support. A coalition of farmers and ag leaders, including several former U.S. ag secretaries, is calling on congressional leaders to protect funding for international food aid. Promoting international development and global food security has long been a bipartisan priority supported by Republican and Democratic administrations and members of Congress from both sides of the aisle, the group says in a letter to congressional leaders. As you and your colleagues continue your legislative work this year, we urge you to support critical programs and resources that advance U.S. leadership in global food security. The letter was organized by the U.S. Global Leadership Coalition's Farmers for Prosperity. Now take note, the letter notes that 11 of America's top 15 trading partners were once recipients of U.S. foreign assistance. This buds for rice. Farm Group lauds new beer makers ad campaign. Anheuser-Busch has seen its share of controversy after the Bud Light promotion with transgender influencer Dylan Mulvaney. But the beer maker has a new campaign, and the USA Rice Federation is backing the effort that highlights farmers' role in making the iconic suds. Arkansas rice farmer Eric Vaught is highlighted in the latest Anheuser-Busch We Make the Beer ad, says USA Rice. USA Rice is proud of our partnership with Anheuser-Busch, the largest end user of rice in the U.S., said USA Rice President and CEO Betsy Ward. A healthy Anheuser-Busch benefits all American rice farmers as they not only source all of their rice from U.S. farms, 
They are generous, longtime supporters of the Rice Stewardship Partnership, a program that helps fund the industry's commitment to conservation and sustainability. Investments like these are what sustain our industry. Well, here's today's He Said It. There's just fundamentally a ton of confusion right now. We want to try to avoid that and get this done quickly. That EPA's Rod Snyder on the need for the Biden administration to issue a revised WOTUS rule by September 1. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Thursday, June 29th. Brought to you by Bravo AgriFinance. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Jeff Nally.